and welcome to UX Shortcast. Every day, I handpick the hottest articles from the last 24 hours to bring you the coolest and most exciting updates. Get ready for a quick yet catchy snapshot of what's new and buzzing in user experience. Ready to get inspired? Let's jump in. Today, on February 2nd, I have the pleasure of inviting you to another episode of UX Shortcast. In A Brief Introduction to Interface Wireframe Design by Sasha Tikhonov of Flyfant, the article breaks down the process of creating the blueprint for a website or app before making it look pretty. Imagine you're building a house. You wouldn't start with the paint and decorations, right? You'd have a plan first. That's what wireframes are. They're the plans that show where all the parts go, like the text and buttons, without any distractions like colors or fancy fonts. The article talks about starting with simple sketches that map out where everything will be. Then you get more detailed, figuring out the exact placement of elements. Finally, you make a version that's super close to what the final product will look like, with real words and data. Why do all this? Because it's way easier and faster to change a plan than to remodel a whole website after it's been built. Plus, it helps the team stay focused on making the site work well before making it look good. Sasha's point is that good planning up front can save time and headaches later on. Mohan R. from UX Planet penned an article called Navigating the Future Financial Landscape. Here's the lowdown. The piece talks about building an all-in-one finance app for India to handle shopping, investments, and all your money stuff, even giving advice on saving bucks. It's a big deal because lots of folks there, about 70%, struggle with managing their cash. This app could make life easier, teach people about money, and even help businesses grow. Plus, it's a chance to get creative with tech since smartphones are everywhere now. The article also sizes up the competition like Mint and QuickBooks and digs into who might use the app, from young techies to retirees. Mohan's aiming to make something that's super easy to use no matter how much you know about money or tech. Lisa Cass from UX Planet shared her insights in My Experience Using AI Plugins Recently highlighting how these tools can spark creativity in DesIGN work. She talks about AI plugins that can do things like generate images, remove and replace backgrounds and photos, create unique avatars, and even help with wireframing and writing tasks. These plugins make design tasks quicker and more unique, which can inspire designers. She mentions that while these tools haven't completely changed her design approach, they've added a fresh twist to her work. Adaptation is important in the fast-paced design world, and staying curious about new AI tools can keep you ahead of the game. Some plugins might cost extra, but they can be worth it. She encourages others to share any cool AI plugins they know of. Jasper Kenzie penned an article titled Uncovering User Pain Points, a guide for qualitative researchers on UX Planet. It's about making tech stuff easy and enjoyable to use by finding and fixing what bugs people. Think of it like smoothing out a bumpy road. The big idea? You gotta talk to folks one-on-one, -on -one, watch them use the product, and really listen to get why they're getting frustrated. It's not just about numbers, it's about their stories. 
You map out their gripes on diagrams to see patterns and figure out what to fix first. The team working on this includes designers and techies, all brainstorming together. It's a never-ending job because as things change, new annoyances pop up, so you gotta keep tweaking. Bottom line? It's all about making things that people actually like to use by understanding their headaches and fixing them. Jasper's Guide is a playbook for making that happen. Valerian Kleinschnitz, in the article Dark Patterns, the Dark Side of UX from UX Planet, exposes sneaky design tricks websites use to manipulate us. Imagine being tricked into buying something you didn't want or sharing your buddy's emails without realizing it. That's what these dark patterns do. They make you feel dumb for not taking a deal, hide ads as regular buttons, or slap on hidden fees right when you're about to buy. It's like a bait-and-switch game where you think you're just updating software but end up with something else. These tactics can make a quick buck, but they damage trust big time. The article ends on a hopeful note, though. There are laws shaping up to fight these shady moves, and the real deal is to design honest stuff that respects you as a user. In the piece Mastering UX Design, Discover My 7 Favorite UX Tools by sirgushkin.com, it's all about picking the best digital tools to make websites and apps user-friendly. Just like choosing the right gear for a job, these tools help you understand what people want and make your project better. Key points to remember when picking a tool are what your project aims to do, whether it's for web or mobile, if it lets your team work together easily, how complex it is, if it works well with other software, the price, and what other folks have said about it. For user research, the article recommends Listna for feedback, user testing to see how real people use your project, and UX Cam and Hotjar to watch how users behave on your app or website. When you're building the first version or a demo, Balsamik is great for simple layouts, Figma helps teams work together on interactive designs, and Axor RP is top-notch for complex projects. The article wraps up by asking readers to share their go-to tools and stay connected for more tips. In From Burnout to Breakthrough, author Joss Dagon shares a personal story about leaving a stressful job and finding a healthier, happier life. Jazz felt unappreciated and burnt out after working hard for eight years. They decided to quit. At first it was tough, and Joss needed rest. Then, with help from a fitness coach named Des, Joss began to work out differently, focusing on overall health rather than just getting bigger muscles. This change helped Joss not only get in better shape, but also learn to set boundaries and respect their own needs. Now, Jas is ready to go back to work with a new attitude and a stronger sense of self. The article is a reminder that it's never too late to take control of your health and happiness. In the piece Illustration and Graphic Design Trends for 2024 by Mary Moore, we get a sneak peek at what's hot in the design world. First up, there's commercial brutalism. Think bold, raw, and straight-to-the-point designs that make brands pop. Then, Dadaism is making a comeback, pushing the envelope with art that's all about shaking things up and questioning the status quo. Blender's geometry nodes are also big news. They're a tool in a 3D program that lets you tweak and customize designs to your heart's content. But you gotta know the basics first. Activism in art is on the rise, too, with designers using their skills to highlight big issues like environmentalism and social justice, aiming to get people thinking and talking. 
Lastly, there's a bit of a rebellion against AI, with some artists worried about losing their jobs to machines. They're fighting back by messing with AI's learning process to keep the human touch in art. So, looking ahead, it's all about blending tech, out-of-the-box thinking, and a dash of social awareness in your designs. In Everything You Need to Know About Creating User Personas for Enterprise Applications, by Bonzi Meta, we get the lowdown on how to make sure a business's software really hits the mark with its users. It's like crafting a detailed guide to understand your customers better, especially when you've got a bunch of different folks using your product in their own ways. The article breaks down how to create these user personas by doing solid research and spotting what's common among your users. You sketch out these characters, Give them life with specifics like what they want and what bugs them, and then keep tweaking them with feedback from the people who actually use your stuff. Meta stresses that these personas are crucial for making sure your software doesn't just work well, but also makes sense for the people in their day-to-day jobs. And that's important because in the business world, every click and every second count. Plus, you gotta keep in mind things like security and training, which are big deals for companies. So if you're building software for businesses, Getting these personas right means you're way more likely to create something that'll make your users work easier and keep them coming back. Ed Winchie just penned an article. Top 10 incredible and free image AI tools that still work in 2024. And it's a goldmine for anyone looking to create images without spending a dime. This writer's got the scoop on tools that make pictures from words, and they're all free to use. Here's the deal. Microsoft Bing Image Creator is top-notch for beginners, but you can't sell what you make. Leonardo AI's got the goods for detailed images you can sell. Sivatai offers lots of customization, and if you're into clean art, steer clear of their NSFW stuff. Playground is the big dog, dishing out 500 images daily, and they're all yours to use commercially. Night Cafe, Canva, and Artbreeder are solid choices, each with their own cool features, but they're a bit stingy with freebies. Starry AI keeps it family-friendly, while Dream AI is great for fantasy art, but limits your word count. Bored Humans is the wild card, offering unlimited images and some extra fun AI tools to mess around with. So, take Edwinchy's advice, give these tools a whirl, and find the one that fits your style. Whether you're a pro or just having fun, there's something here for everyone. Thank you for listening, and I invite you to another dose of knowledge tomorrow.